1: It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher.
2: You're listening to Alexandra and Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you for taking your time to listen to our show every Saturday night at 10 p.m., pull over a chair, get a bottle of wine, and listen to what we have to say, because it's interesting. It's about life, health, wealth, and love. And today, we're going to talk about money, taxes, taxes. And what happens when you go to prison?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can you go to prison if you don't pay your taxes? Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can.
2: So without further notice, we would like to introduce Mike Albright, who is his company's name is?
0: Tax Cleanup.
2: Tax Cleanup. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hey, Hey,
0: I'm Mike Albright. They know me as the expert IRS negotiator. You can find me at taxcleanup.com or facebook.com forward slash taxcleanup. Give us a call if you need our help.
1: And we'll post the link, too, on our Facebook page, Alexander and Friends 660. Yes. Well,
0: Mike, what you do? What you do? <laughs> what you do?
1: Let's go direct to the point. Well, hold on a second. I want to hear the backstory. story. So I I was reading that you started out in the trucking industry. No? Well, conductor. Conductor. Actually,
0: many years ago, I was. I've always had a white hot fire for small business burning inside me. Um, we didn't have much. Mom uh, raised two boys and uh, we didn't have much. And so I wanted to fix that. So I've always been, uh, had an entrepreneurial spirit in the mid nineties. I owned a little or started a computer uh, secondary market brokering company out of nothing and uh, ran up a big tax debt, a uh, payroll tax debt when the market shifted and I needed to learn a new trick or go get a job. Um, the next thing happened, I ran up a big tax debt and a friend of mine's dad happened to own a tax firm and he rescued me, it saved my life quite literally because I was at the end of my rope and thought I'd seen my brightest day.
1: So what happens with the tax debt? I mean, what, I mean, I guess, where were you as far as like in your headspace? Are you losing your business? Is the IRS coming after you, you facing jail time? Like, how does that work?
0: It was scary. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know if my friend's dad could even help me, mm-hmm. but he asked me a few questions and he said, Michael, I think we can help you, son. Uh, what do you want to do? I said, I'm thinking about finding out what the top of this building looks like. Oh, no. He leaned over in my face and he said, Michael, this building's not tall enough for you, son. We're going to get you out of this. <clears throat> wow.
3: Speak. We cannot say the word. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: And a year and a half later, we settled my entire tax debt for 5,500 bucks. It was a new lease on life.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: if you're facing a difficult situation, and my life's path later led me back to his door after the railroad laid me off. I was a three-freight conductor later on in life. Married, had a child on the way, and uh, I'd gone to learn how to drive a truck. As soon as I held my little baby girl in my arms, I knew I wasn't getting back on that Mm -hmm. truck. So I went back to Jay and I said, do you guys have anything? (laughs) And so they hired me to hang shelves. (laughs) And a two-week project at nine bucks an hour turned into this.
1: How many years ago was that?
0: That was in 2008.
1: Okay. So then when did you launch the tax cleanup?
0: Uh, When Jay passed away in 2014, the first iteration of my company uh, was born. And I've closed that and opened a new one in 2017. But I've handled over 5,000 cases before IRS. That's including my experience with my mentor. And there was a stable of practitioners there that I learned from. And it was amazing, like drinking from a fire hose. There's nothing that you can bring to me that I either haven't seen or don't know how to handle. Or I have I still have access to my mentors. And uh, if I'm not the right guy for the job, I'll tell you.
3: Mike, and what is the common
1: mistake that you see people doing?
0: not making estimated tax payments and being afraid to file.
1: Okay. Why does somebody why why are they afraid to file just for the money going out or not understanding the process? Like with your situation, you said you were behind on payroll taxes. We own a small photo booth company and my husband's like I got to make the tax payment. So I it's kind of like I just let him handle it. I really don't know what we do, but I know that we pay money to the government every quarter whatever it is. So uh, uh, explain to people maybe that don't know or that are trying to start a business what they need to account for with that situation similar to yours.
0: So it depends. I think you should get together with a tax professional Mm -hmm. soon before you start your business to determine what your responsibilities are because there are several different aspects. It depends on what what is your entity type. Are you an S Corp? Are you subject to a reasonable salary paying yourself as a W-2 employee? Along with, do you have other employees or workers that are treated, should be treated as employees? So that's an important consideration, how things are to be taxed and what you need to do to comply.
2: What happens, excuse me, but um, I encounter every single day, a lot of my clients, they're self-employed. And a lot of them are not from this country. They're different world countries and they're not used to paying taxes. So when they file their taxes, they uh, take all their expenses and coming with five thousand dollars worth of salary, and right now we got a client that uh, owes almost uh, three hundred thousand dollars, which his home has been um, put on a lien with the federal government or the IRS, and I think they're getting packed and leaving the country because they just can't afford it. Uh, they're from India, <clears throat> so what happens in situations? I've I've been audited, trust me, several times. But tell me a little bit about this. I was reading some of the articles. What happens when? This situation has happened and you come to the bottom line and you have, um, you, you don't know where to go. And so we have situations, so I noticed that you are cleaning taxes of people that are in that situation. So what do you do? What's the process that I have to come to you?
0: Well, just call and set an appointment to have a free initial consultation. And then we'll ask you all the questions that we need to determine whether or not you're a good candidate for a settlement. That would be clearly the, the objective is to see if we can settle it for less than the full amount. Number one, is the tax debt valid? Is it a, a real assessment? Can can we say that the taxpayer doesn't owe this? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we can prove that they don't owe it? Can it be corrected? There are so many different tools in the tool belt to bring to bear on a situation like this. There's so many possibilities, and I've seen them all. In some cases, uh, you May have a, an assessment. For example, I had a client bring in, or his boss referred to him, husband, wife, divorced, made it even more difficult because it was a married filing joint, tax debt, $650,000. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, Lord. They had
0: a revenue officer assigned to the case to try to collect. They're trying to seize cars, trucks, mm-hmm. uh, any real estate, put liens down, everything. I had worked with this particular revenue officer over in Farmer's Branch, And I, because I had credibility, I got the levy stopped. I got her to hold off and I was going to prove to them that they did not owe this money. In fact, this is the first, uh, testimonial on my website. There's a Mm -hmm. video of a blonde headed lady named Jennifer. And, uh, we corrected that within about four months. We had the entire thing turned around and not only did they not owe that 650,000, they got a $12,000 refund.
1: What? Yes. Yes, Is that your biggest win?
0: That is my sweetest win. I I loved that case.
3: Mike, and uh, one thing that you said that I think is the key is the word professional. Find a professional to do your taxes, to fight for you. One thing that I see a lot is people are afraid because they heard from someone that had someone that lost something. So uh, talk to a professional. You know, a lot of things can be avoided if you do your taxes with a professional and In a situation like that, you go and you talk with someone that can can help and can, I don't know, get a settlement or probably you're not going to get a refund, but at least you're going to get straight out what you can do, how you can pay that, because it's really sad for someone to leave the country, you know, or lose everything. But
2: v, a lot of it has nothing to do with paying your taxes or, or, or doing your tax re- refunds or anything. It's about how you pay your taxes. If you're a business owner, you need to make sure you do your quarterly. A lot of people wait till the end of the year and then you're short of money. And that is one of the biggest things.
0: That is an excellent point uh, to which I, I would, I would say I agree if you want to end your IRS worries once and for all, The number one way to do that is by making estimated tax payments sufficient so that you do not owe in this or future years. And that is the first step. I always counsel my clients when they come in, whether they hire me or not, you're going to get the truth. This is what you need to focus on. Not my fees. You need to focus on this because if you don't do this, we can go make a deal with the IRS on your back taxes. And as soon as you compound that, you've broken whatever agreement we put together. So that has to happen. If we're to put together a meaningful resolution to
2: our clients. And title. the liens are horrible. Uh, you know, they are, they are really, uh, these people are going through very difficult times. They're liens, they don't have money. The bank is tied, the, the home is tied. So
0: That, that said, uh, with the uh, if you do find yourself in a situation where you haven't filed returns, maybe your records are lost, stolen, or destroyed, we are very good at helping clients come up with reasonable a tenable basis for estimation on the expenses where Cohen rule might apply, and things like that.
2: What's the offer compromise that you do with the IRS? What do you, what What happens when a compromise? Uh,
0: so there are three different types of offers. Okay. ETA offer, effective tax administration, doubt as to liability. We don't owe the tax, or doubt as to collectability. We cannot pay, and here's the proof.
2: So, and when you cannot pay.
0: Uh, it is depends on what the assets and your reasonable, uh, reasonable collection potential is. I'll go into that in more detail.
1: Yeah. in the next Please, segment, in the se- next segment, Alexander and Friends is brought to you by Miller title, Roberto Perez. We have a podcast. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, you can link that or you can find the link to that on our Facebook page, Alexander and Friends 660. It's also available on any podcast platform that's out there to search Alexander and Friends. And we've got an, a, a website coming up very soon. Awesome. And we want to thank
2: Michael, our producer, for an amazing job that he does tell, raising his fingers like this, you know. Every oh, he does way track. more than that. This Puts <laughs> up with us. Yeah. yeah and I was, uh, um, me and I was almost late. and yeah, I uh, you know. And he's amazing. He's amazing. So, <laughs> we keep complimenting him and maybe he'll tell us that we're doing a good job <laughs> <laughs> or not,
1: or not, or, or not. not, or well, not.
2: I
3: want to know more about that. And I want to know about the, the fees and the compounding because it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like I was checking the the IRS website and I mean, it's fees over fees over fees. And oh, that yeah. can be ugly. They call oh, yeah. interest. Yeah. Interest.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. I'll it can you. be ugly. So you're listening to Alexander and friends and we appreciate your, uh, responses on our Facebook and let like us or tell, don't like us or let us know what we're <laughs> doing right or wrong. And if you are looking to sponsor a show or do some advertisement, hey, we are ready for you. We really appreciate it. So we, we, we've we got uh, yeah. a birthday cake here that I yes. brought you because we're celebrating birthday. Yeah. Your birthday all year long. Well,
3: that's amazing, and I'm seeing those beautiful butterflies, and the, yeah. Well, but it really also says place.
2: congratulations because yes. the, the, you you started a new company, and we wanted to yes. make sure that uh, everybody knew about that. Thank and you. And so, uh, you. yeah, it's has I not. hope uh, we. I hope we. Say, you save us a little piece. Oh, so Courtney, uh, your insurance that. business. It seems like you're doing very well, and yes.
1: uh, that's very exciting. I know, yes, I know. helping a lot of people get into the right situations, with, I think. Which brings us back to our guest, Mr. Mike, with the tax cleanup, trying to get people right in their life with their taxes and get those situations taken care of. Okay, he's going to talk about the interest
3: over interest over interest because that's just driving me crazy. Can you please talk to us about that? Michael, it's all yours.
0: To illustrate, again, the importance of, as Alexandra said a moment ago, making quarterly estimated tax payments. IRS says if you're going to make over, uh, have a tax debt of over $1,000, you're required at minimum to make quarterly estimated tax payments. So those are very important. And so if you, let's say you don't file a return, the penalties and the interest that V is talking about have to do with failure to file penalties and failure to pay. So for example, if you owed $10,000 to the IRS and you didn't file your return until later, here's how they calculate the penalty penalty for fail to file is 5% per month or part of a month. So due date of return on a typical year is April 15th. So April 16th, 5%. May 1st, 5%. June, July, August 1st, 25%, which is $2,500, right? Mm. You also have the failure to pay penalty, which accrues at 0.5%, and a half a percent per month, also caps out at 25%. So Mm -hmm. let's say you waited four years and two months, 50 months, to file your return. The penalty would be calculated backdated to the original due date of the return. And so you now have $15,000 in tax debt plus the compounded interest, which started on day one of the due date. So you're talking about almost two times the tax debt at five years.
1: Now what happens if you're getting a refund back? Will the IRS credit you 5% of your refund if you don't file on time. So the deck
0: is definitely stacked against us. The IRS has 10 years in which to collect a tax debt from the date of assessment. There are a few things that can cause that statute to toll. You have only three years to make a valid claim for refund from the due date of the return. Oh, really? Or an overpayment of tax, whichever is later. Hmm, huh. I'm sorry, two years after a, a overpayment. Okay,
3: so let's say uh, I just file my 2020 taxes. How many years I have in front of me until the IRS? Oh, okay, 2020 is good.
0: I'm
1: not gonna audit for that year. How that works?
0: Three years generally. Three years. Yeah.
1: It's usually at three years because when I get audited, it was several years after I filed that they were like, "Hey, you made a mistake. We're here. We want we want your amended taxes." Mm.
0: It should not be beyond three They're years trying. unless there's criminal or fraud. <laughs> That's right. Have two, unfiled yeah. returns have no statute.
3: After
2: three no years,
0: you're
3: right. Okay, so doesn't matter. Fifty years from now, if I haven't filed my taxes, they can. They could. They could. Huh? They
0: typically do not. The retention window is six years. So when I perform, and that gets into a, a very important uh, service that, that I provide that I do differently from almost any other practitioner that I'm aware of. I've seen a lot of them. I do what I call a silent investigation. I look into your IRS files without the IRS looking back. If you're scared of, of uh, dealing with the situation, you've been losing sleep and looking over your shoulder and you're tired of that. And a lot of my clients come to me for this very reason. I can look into that silently, trying to never talk to a live human being. I file my power of attorney silently. I enter my authority as soon as I can get into the computer I look at everything exhaustively. I'll go all the way back to 1990. I look for civil penalties, split liability accounts, all of it, and wow. your normal 1040 accounts. I throw that's, the kitchen sink at every case.
1: That's pretty interesting. Hmm. I'm curious now.
0: Yeah. And I can give my clients the direction they need to make smart decisions and avoid those unnecessary, unnecessary unstat- or non-statutory deadlines that they will in, in, invariably Uh, give you. They'll give you very short deadlines. that impossible for a non-filer, non-tax professional to comply with. And so they're building a case history of non-compliance right out of the gate. And the first questions they ask you, where do you bank and where are you currently working? I don't know those answers and I'm not interested in giving them. I'm interested in helping my client get back into the system without stress, unnecessary stress. It's stressful enough, just the process. But to deal with this big, potentially uh, ugly situation, we can mitigate a lot of damage right on the front end.
1: In your expansive career with dealing with this, with everything that's gone on in the last several years and the back and forth of tax laws and new tax laws and things like that, has that impacted you and your business or how people do business? Or are you seeing kind of a trend one way or the other? Has that done anything
0: at all or... Uh, can can you? I'm sorry. Restate. Well, this.
1: I know for years it was very simple for us to file taxes, and then things changed. Whatever tax year was four years ago, three oh, years you're ago. You're talking about
0: the tax cuts yeah, and just, jobs yeah, just all of that,
1: and yeah. and with everything kind of going into effect now that we have a new president and their new tax laws. I mean, does that impact you? Does that impact the, your clientele?
0: There are no new tax no. laws currently.
1: It's, but what about the whole over four hundred thousand? That blah, has blah, blah.
2: something to do with with your taxes. That has a, everything completely. IRS has no new right now. We're we're in the same process. We're, same thing. Same thing. Yes.
0: If things get sunsetted as as time passes. That's already kind of pre-programmed with prior laws. There have been two big tax law changes in the during the Trump administration, and um, there there will certainly be new ones coming. I'm sure of it. Um, the biggest thing that, uh, from a transportation industry uh, perspective, the and any person who used to itemize their expenses at, as an employee, they are all super annoyed by the inability to itemize mm-hmm. on unreimbursed employee expenses.
2: Yeah, and is that so, for for salaried people? Is that what you're saying? Yes, or for, for, for W two employees W-2, who, W-2. who
0: incur business expenses on behalf of their employers they're no longer able to write those off. Wow. They either get them reimbursed or you don't get credit for it.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, One of the other things that I that um, I see every day. So what happens? Some people that don't pay tax, let, let's say you don't pay taxes for years. Does the IRS really look at every file? Because I know people that have never paid taxes.
0: No, they do not look at every file.
3: Are there certain how they red flags that, or, that's
0: that's yeah. how, how they how,
3: wake up one day just get Alexandra's five said i'm gonna audit her
0: how well so, somebody 1099 to you which is the law you're required to 1099 issue oh. a 1099 now it's a 1099 nec non-employee compensation yeah. form for uh non-employee workers that work for you and the w-9 form you mentioned earlier that's what you're supposed to collect from every person you pay
2: i do that i if i pay if I buy, if I pay uh, $10 for a plumber, I give him a W-9.
0: Okay. That's good.
2: And that's very important if you're self-employed and you need to do that with your business.
0: That's what you're supposed to do. Very good. few people actually do that. They do
2: that. Yes. Yeah, so if you
0: cover your tail yes. in an audit, that's the way to do it. Yes. And yes. write a check.
2: Don't my husband cash. is was a, a man that if you came to bring a desk, he gave you a W-9. Yeah. So I lost a cleaning important.
3: lady because of that, because at the end of the year, my husband gave her a uh, 1099 and she was like, I don't want that. But you see, that's like, for, an, well, that's
2: for somebody that works for you. I'm talking about if you just get a plumber or a, sure. uh, well, she comes,
3: she comes like, she's not a regular employee. Well, she comes well, no, like but once she was, every I mean, two okay, or three I'm months. I'm just saying like
2: when you had the, when you had the update on your home, you give them a w nine Okay. So.
3: Any contractor, any
2: contractor, is, any anybody that does that, right?
0: Now, Alexandra, you had a question earlier about uh, employees versus contractors, right? Okay. The BSV. Uh-huh. So, so how you pay an employee or a worker is dependent on your treatment of that worker. What is the degree of control that you exercise over that worker, or would they be considered an employee if any other person were to examine the facts? You know, when are they supposed to report to work? Are they able to work for someone else? Or do they have an agreement with you? Is there a contract? Do they bill you? Do they have cards? That kind of thing. Is it a business or is it just a person who works for you?
1: Do my eyes look like deer in the headlights right now? Because I'm so confused. So let's talk about all the renovations. Well, no, all the renovations that I had done at my home, those people sent contracts. I sent them the money. What are you telling me I need to do now?
0: Issue or get them to fill out a W-9 form before you write them a check.
2: Why? He'll tell you. He's tell me.
0: <laughs> because, that's why he's here. Because if, if you were, if that's a business expense. Oh, it's not a business expense. Okay.
1: Yeah. So why would that be a business expense? Why? It's in my residence. Why would it be a business expense? A portion of it should this be. A portion maybe. should be because you have a business.
0: Maybe if you okay, have a, you so have a this, is,
1: this is a good idea. What if the garage is used as the photo booth area and we store all our equipment there and transactions are done out of there Then any updating we did to the garage? Make
0: sure that that square footage is included in your calculation for your home Fair office thing. deduction. Yeah. Or if you have an S-Corp, maybe consider renting that spot. It's,
1: we have an LLC
0: and LLC you can be anything. It can okay. be anything. It could be IRS. Code. I yeah. see
1: I don't know anything about this. You come to me for insurance to uh, protect your stuff and I don't worry about the the rest of the stuff. I have no idea. When they knock but on your see, door you will know. I'm,
0: I'm here to save matter, the day for you. It's
3: a matter of education. People don't know and then sometimes I don't want to know because it's too confusing and they lose money.
2: Well, it's not the losing money is that when you stand in front of an IRS person you're in you're you're really it 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 just changes because remember IRS is not does not belong to anybody they are their own government they're their own when you go to jail they're their own item their own everything so um, that's very important so what happens let's go back to the W the the uh, switch of the t99 I want to know that
0: so if you determine that a worker should be classified as an employee mm-hmm. and you want to switch them over to a, a w2 mm-hmm. then you just do that.
2: You just do that.
0: You just stop doing it wrong. Start doing it right. And here's another thing. If you have a situation where you know you're going to be in trouble, if you're caught by, say, somebody filing unemployment, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. there is a program, an IRS, that it's an amnesty program. The only one that I'm aware of, other than the criminal side, amnesty for voluntary classification settlement program. That is for payroll tax. is huge. Basically, if you have that situation you can come to us and for a very in perspective a very small percentage of the what would be the tax debt if you had to file payroll taxes on all the employees if you treat that group of workers the same start them on a on a w2 pay those calculate the prior tax debt for one year pay 10% and you're off the hook
2: Excellent to know. Excellent Voluntary to know.
0: Classification Settlement Program (BCSP).
3: Well, my oh. brain's about to explode. <laughs> Boom! So, what would you recommend
2: to business owners? Like we are business owners, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I care about. I don't care about the, the residential or all that stuff. I care about business. So, if I if, so if I do uh, at the end of the year when I do all my W nines when I when I do my taxes. I submit those W nines, right?
0: No, no, those are I for your I just leave record. them there Nine. for me. Those are for me.
2: No, I'm talking about the W nines. I, I, I can, can keep those for my records. Okay, and they
0: should match up with the checks you paid out.
2: Perfect. Okay, but I, I I I I use my company, my business. You know, I have several businesses. So to me, I you have the credit of the IRS to get all those things done. Okay, so that was important to me to know because I'm moving things around. So very good. Okay, and,
1: so what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, I was going to say, and this would be a good opportunity to loop V's company in with the bookkeeping and all of that, right? That would be a good place to maybe start with Advisories, your records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yes, your record
2: yes, keeping. Because yes. this is a lot. It's There's a lot. a lot of it, yes, yes. One of the things that people don't realize, and I have a lot of clients, international clients, they do not file their taxes like they should, and they keep pulling them away. And, and that's important to, to tell them. I've got one right now. That's why I'm looking at that W-9.
0: With international clients, you have also some additional requirements to really be aware of because they can cause big problems.
2: Yeah, if and you are American. Foreign
0: bank account recording. Foreign bank accounts.
2: Yeah. And also when they buy a home, if they have to, if they're in certain areas, they have to pay their taxes up front the day of their closing.
0: Alexandra, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you guys. You've you've been wonderful.
2: Well, thank you for being here.
1: And remind us again where we can find your information. What's your social media, website, all that good stuff?
0: Uh you can find us at taxcleanup.com or Facebook dot com forward slash tax cleanup.
1: Excellent.
2: Well we appreciate your being here today and I'm sorry I had to hunt you down. <laughs> thank you for being thank here. You for and I, I hope that, that uh, if we have clients we're going to send them over to you and i yes. know so many of them already
0: <laughs> i just love your spirit alexandra i gotta say i admire you very much oh thank I just you lost my dad and, oh
2: uh, my condolences and uh, to you. Yeah. as
0: i said before and right after my dad passed our office burned
2: oh my and we goodness. moved to
0: downtown Carrollton, but um, well god is i declare you. this year to be the year of resilience yes amen, god bless
2: amen. You. and god bless you for being here today thank, thank you, you so thank much. you so much thank you so
1: much You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, Alexandra and Friends 660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.